Hello and welcome to Tape Heads. I'm Sean. And I'm Lindsay. Tape Heads is the podcast where we select a VHS tape from either my collection or Lindsay's collection. We watch it, then we talk about it. We're in the full holiday swing here, Lindsay. Oh, yeah. Um, this December, we have watched two great holiday films. Awful. Really awful. Like, we're talking worse than Jingle All the these, Way. Uh, both of these films uh, are classics that you probably would see alongside It's a Wonderful Life. Or... Oh, yeah. You watch it every year. You watch it even when it's not Christmas time. Real holiday staples. So staples in your brain so i believe this is also one of your picks right Lindsay? this is one of your favorites i've never seen this movie <laughs> you forced me to watch this movie i you think... didn't force me i volunteer i voluntarily watched this film i i might owe you an apology Lindsay. uh this was yet another circumstance where i needed much more alcohol before we watched it and i just it was not good this this i knew going in would be a rough one so you told me you warned me that there would be nazi stuff so the movie is elves plural although there's only one elf in the movie it doesn't look like an elf it, it looks like some kind of weird gremlin troll hybrid and i'm glad you mentioned gremlins because i first discovered this movie when one of the mom and pop video rental stores in my hometown visalia was closing down Thanks, Blockbuster. Blockbuster regrets Yeah, it. they got theirs. Um, they were selling all of their tapes, and so uh, my dad and I went down there to see uh, what they had, and uh, this was how I got my copy of The Stepfather, which is a very good horror movie, and I saw this strange tape there called Elves. It almost looks like it could be a children's movie. I feel like the marketing of this movie, just the cover art and everything, is where most of the budget went. This is a very low-budget film, and the cover art looks like gremlins. It looks like this creature's arm is puncturing through a giant gift, and the tagline says, They're not working for Santa anymore. And there's two problems with that tagline. There's only one elf, and they, they aren't related to Santa in any way. They're part of a Nazi conspiracy. And the thing is, this movie isn't for kids at all, and it, there's no rating on it. It's not rated because it was so low budget. This is such a sleazy, violent, disgusting movie that I, I remember. It's, hor it's horrible. <laughs> no, no taboo goes untouched. There is incest, rape, animal violence, uh, animal murder, animal murder, not other murder, regular murder. Granted, it's simulated animal murder. This is not uh, cannibal holocaust or something, but still, oh, it's it's pretty upsetting. It is the kind of movie that you kind of want to take a shower after seeing because it just sort of, you just end up feeling like you're covered with a thin layer of slime after yeah. having watched it. But it makes the cover so much more confusing because they really market it as if it were for all ages and it's not at all. I mean, I don't know. I looking at the back, I sort of understood that it yeah. was But you're right the fact that it's unrated. It's unrated, so it kind of, I could kind of see a kid saying, Hey, Dad, can I get this? And then Dad going, Oh, yeah, that looks like that Gremlins movie. And then t buying it and taking it home. Because, hey, it doesn't say rated R on it. And then that child is going to learn about incest, rape, and Nazis. So this was released by a uh, company called Action International Pictures, or AIP. 
that um, kind of specialized in sort of direct-to-video sort of stuff. Elves has never seen a DVD release. Uh, AIP is now defunct. I don't know what happened to the rights to their library. But I mention this because there's a very specific kind of gross look to this. Mm-hmm. And the one trailer that opens this tape, it's for an equally seedy, oh, yeah. kind of rapey, violent-looking genre movie called Alien Seed, which looks like it's also about impregnating a woman with a monster, which is what Elves is about. You have to think that this company, which operated in the, uh, from the mid-80s to the early 90s, uh, specialized in just this type of thing. Alien Seed is the only trailer, and it starts off as kind of a weird... X-Files knockoff and then sort of devolves into a series of really bloody shootouts with lots of squibs going off, which is kind of a fair assessment of elves, too. Yeah. Elves is interesting. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. To say the least. It stars Dan Haggerty, who's best known for being Grizzly Adams. It's not super clear who the star star is. Well, he gets the top billing. He gets top billing because he was probably the best known. he's, He's the name of this movie. Basically, we follow his character, who is a department store santa also a former detective he doesn't start out as a department store santa he starts out as a former detective down on his luck looking for work and then we don't even know that he's a detective at first no we find that that, we find that out later when he uses his spit to uncover a symbol carved into the ground then we have to know he only found that because he's a detective and this is established by a line of exposition where he's in his santa costume looking at this rune that's carved into the ground and he says no no you're not a detective anymore and it was you said that with more feeling than he gave to any line in this movie he was so flat for this entire film Uh, you gotta kind of feel for dan haggerty because no one wants to be in elves (laughs) especially someone who uh played a fairly beloved character earlier in his career i kind of feel like if he must have read the script. He had to have known this is the end of my career. Yeah, I don't know what he did after Elves, but it's this is a rough one. Like I said, basically the plot is... Oh, uh, we meet a girl and her friends. This girl is playing like a 16-year... She's turning 16 in this movie. She and her friends look like they're closer to 30. It's, it's kind of funny because you just don't believe... Like I was confused about her age for a while. And we were debating, we were watching this with two other people, and we were all debating how old she was and was she actually in high school. We never actually see her at school. She seems to just live at her job at this department store. Well, but it is holiday. It is the Christmas break, so she wouldn't That's be true. in school. So she's probably working full time during over the Christmas break to make that uh, make that Christmas dough so she can escape her horrible family. Yeah, so, so Kristen, we meet her in this opening scene, and she is a part of, like, this sisterhood that she started herself of, like, the, uh, like the anti-Christmas sisterhood. But it's kind of weird because it seems like her friends aren't really into it. She's the one that's more radical and talking about the superior race. And she's referring to women, it seems like, when she says that. But this is setting up something later. 
So she, uh, Kristen accidentally cuts her hand and bleeds in the, in this forest clearing. And so they head off to bandage her hand and we just see this weird elf puppet hand stick up out of the ground. And, and the, the girls don't see this. The, girl, the girls don't see this, but we, the viewer, are clued in that something's going on. There were three writers and three editors on this movie. You know they got every detail just the right. The thing that baffles me is the three <laughs> editors. Like, there's nothing... Did they all just quit one after another and they all insisted on being edited? I think they... Yeah, I think people were leaving. Were they on a tight deadline? Did they have to send wet prints to the premiere? Like, I don't think there was a big demand. And that would make some sense. Hit on time. No, but that would make some sense if they split the movie into three s- chunks and then one person independently edited each chunk without talking to the other person. This is several movies at once. It's a weird domestic drama where I guess we can just jump ahead and, and say some of the big reveals in this movie because they're we crazy. Well. Kristen's mother is like this absurdly evil woman who would like to an extent that it doesn't really make sense in the film and it's never explained for one thing her brother uh, Kristen's brother is this weird peeping Tom who talks about how much he wants to see his sister's boobs and they get into this weird incestuous wrestling match well that's the least incestuous thing about this family as we later learn their grandpa who has a thick Really unconvincing German accent. Probably a Nazi. Uh, Not probably. Definitely a definitely Nazi. Definitely a Nazi. I mean, we, but they're not even really hinting around. Like, he clearly is from the get-go, long before he pulls a Luger on somebody. It's revealed later on in the film that Kristen's grandfather is also her father. In sort of a Chinatown-style, really gross turn of events. Really and- gross horrific turn of events yeah so essentially because he's a nazi and he has to do his nazi duty Kristen finds out that her grandfather drugged her mother and had sex with her while she was unconscious so that he could create the purest uh specimen of their race which would then eventually mate with the elf and let's talk about this elf, because this is not the master race here. It's a two-foot puppet with a that really... That can barely move. That can barely move. You will only see it in a tight shot of its face, which is always agape and open with a really surprised look. But there was somebody credited with having controlling the eyebrows. Wh- who is also the director. Oh, that was Jeff the director? Mandel. Oh, yes. God. You only see it in a tight shot or its little legs moving around. You never really see its full body. I just have to address here, they had three writers on this film. I was reading about this recently and it's like a lot of times people throw rape into plots and there's a lot of reference to rape or like raping behavior. Like the the girls having the teenage girls having a discussion where they're just they're talking about doing it and well if it got started and they didn't want to they just let the guy do it because it's easier that way that kind of language is so disturbing but it's interesting because it's like I feel like some of these rape plots it's just like how do I make female characters complicated oh hey if she's raped and that's kind of like what they were trying to do with the mom it's like that's exactly it oh that makes her complicated not realizing it's lazy it's disgusting and completely unnecessary and gratuitous they could have written an interesting plot without it there's definitely a 
rapey vibe to the entire film. It's further complicated by the fact that we're introduced to all of these Germans in ties who are a part of this kind of secret society of Nazis affiliated with the grandfather who all they're trying to do is get his granddaughter to hook up with this elf on Christmas Eve. And they're really freakishly excited about it. Like, it's kind of this weird fetish for one of them. It's unclear if it was just an accident that Kristen awoke the elf, or if this is all preordained to happen through some prophecy. I mean, it's in illustrated in, in the different Nazi books that her <laughs> grandfather has. So I'm, I'm guessing we're supposed to assume that there is this preordainedness to it, but none of it adds up. Even though they had three writers working on it, they just couldn't figure it out. So if the first plot of this movie is a domestic drama about living with your Nazi grandfather, who's also your father, the second and most enjoyable plot of the film is following Dan Haggerty's Mall Santa. Yes. As he slowly very slowly unwinds this plot mostly by going to the library very slowly and, and as if he feels very bored during the entire experience this guy is such a slob he chain smokes through the entire movie he shows up at this department store wanting some sort of job and he's there wait i just <laughs> thought about the chain smoking thing there's a scene where he's smoking as he's brushing his teeth. <laughs> yeah, there, there is. I just, I, I, like, I don't understand what they were thinking with this movie. I just imagine, like, a bunch of guys in a room going, oh, that would be good. You gotta wonder how self-aware they were when they made this movie. Like, if they were making it as a joke? Because or... it doesn't feel self-aware at all. It seems like they were taking it pretty seriously. The only scene that sort of feels like nudge-nudge in on the joke, the only scenes, I should say, are the two with the professors who are sort of scholars on the elf. Yeah. The professors who were both, as you pointed out, wearing vests and bow ties because apparently that's a requirement for every professor. I can see the elves' writer's room now. Oh, he's a professor! He should wear a vest and a bow tie! So, Dan Haggerty is slowly piecing together that something is amiss in this town. I guess his first tip-off is that the mall Santa at his department store is stabbed to death in the groin. Yeah. And a small rune is found carved into the floor of the room where yeah. he is sleeping at night. You know, I was just thinking, like, that these writers, because they were all men, I was thinking they had no imagination for, like, the complexity of women. But then I think about it, every single character is lacking in complexity. Like, this yeah. is just a film that lacks complexity, but they tried so hard to make it complex. These are all stock characters. I think that had Dan Haggerty sort of shown up for his role, I think it could have been a little more interesting because it is just inherently funny that one of your protagonists is an ex-cop mall Santa who's yeah. smoking while brushing his teeth and all these, like, weird character choices. But he's there's no winking at the camera here. It, seem, it seems pretty uh, stone-faced throughout. God, and I just, I keep picturing that damn elf. One, the direction was pretty bad. 
oh, with yeah. the art direction and everything because the way that they kept showing you the elf in these little bits and zooming in on his face and just his feet you couldn't even get a sense of the scale of him and it's not it wasn't until maybe halfway through the movie that i realized he was tiny so this elf is completely nude and he's kind of he's basically a humanoid but he has a very pointy nose and chin and basically hairless except for like this fine yeah. fuzz all over his body. I feel like he's mostly a puppet because the, there's no dexterity to the hands or anything, which means later when he shoots a Nazi with a gun, that didn't really <laughs> That is crazy. That didn't really play like he like it just didn't make sense that he could suddenly hold a gun because the entire movie his hands were flopping everywhere. He does hold a knife and stab people. It, it's weird. He uses human weapons all the time. Yeah. Which he stabbed a Santa to death in the balls. This is the original Santa that was replaced by Haggerty. Now, Haggerty does get some choice lines here, but granted he delivers them with the same stony expression every single time. One of the most memorable ones is he barges in on this professor during his Christmas Eve dinner, and he says, Tell me the connection between the elves and the Nazis. In front of the professor's entire family at his Christmas dinner. And the professor just goes with it. He's got his electric knife. Yeah, he's chopping open the, the Christmas bird and explaining uh, the ritualistic rape that must occur with the elf. But then he makes sure to make a comment that of course there are no elves. Yeah, and there's this reaction shot of his family. And it's one of the the few moments where I feel like, oh, they're going for black comedy here because it's just his his children listening to this disgusting yeah. prophecy of the elves. It's so cringeworthy. It's not that funny. Mm -hmm. They Like, if they were actually going for humor, they were not very successful. Yeah, that's the problem. There's a way to make this sort of fun and... I mean, it's a Nazi elf. That should be funny, but instead... They play it pretty much straight. Yeah. And they have all these taboos that just make it weird and uncomfortable. Just unnecessarily. And a lot of the action is really confusing. The girl and her friends take over the department store. They show up after hours to have sexy time with their boyfriends. And the boyfriends go away for a little while. And the next time we see one of them... He's having his well, head bashed against the door well, by the Nazis. The boys leave because they can't get into the mall because they were locked out of this mall because the girls were supposed to leave the door unlocked. So the guys are talking shit about the girls and leave. And then we think maybe they get killed by Nazis, but they don't really bother to explain, even though they zoom in on the top of a head to show you somebody got killed. But we just don't know who it is. Yeah, and then there's this huge shootout in the middle of an... And this is like in the middle of the night at a mall. But also in the middle of a horror movie, and it's not like... There's nothing horrific about this shootout. It's a very, like, bland, direct-to-video, like, shootout. And we lose so many of these superfluous characters just in this gun battle, where, where Santa is shooting at them with... Uh, guns from the gun rack of the store well and the other thing is like why did this turn into this shootout because the nazis started shooting first santa didn't have any weapons so it turns into this huge big thing but it didn't really need to it seemed like it was just 
an excuse and they didn't really know how to set it up and so they just kind of went for it because they wanted that scene since they thought it would be exciting. It's unclear why the Nazis are there. They seem completely surprised that the virgin that is part of their prophecy is there. No, because they were looking for her, right? Because they have to make sure that she mates with the elf that night. So they needed to find her and I think the grandfather or somebody tipped off that she would be, she might be by the mall. But then they just seem completely surprised when they're shooting at uh, Dan Haggerty and they say, wait, hold your fire, it's the girl. There was oh, that yeah. moment, which was really bizarre. This is where, like, maybe they just had too many people in the same room trying to figure out what was going on. Another interesting thing about all this, um, I was looking at the Wikipedia page to sort of oh, get some yeah. of my facts straight. This is just, there's just so many layers to this uh, rotten onion of a film. The Wikipedia summary is for almost an entirely different movie. Well, because you said they added a bunch of characters that don't exist in the film. It's almost like the Wikipedia summary, and granted anyone can edit on Wikipedia and chances are people aren't fact-checking the elves page. They've added all these characters that aren't in the movie and this big mall shootout is changed into basically the way it should have played out, which is that the elf is the one doing the killing. I mean, that's yeah. how a horror movie operates is you know, this stock and slash with a monster. But yeah. instead we have these Nazi characters where they're sort of coming in with this whole third movie where it's a shoot 'em up sort of low budget action movie. It's so weird. Like none of the film really fits together. It doesn't flow that well. I realize like I keep thinking three writers in the writer's room, you're going to get it figured out and you should have all the details straight. But it seems like these were guys that just couldn't agree on anything and so they ended up creating a hodgepodge of the movie each of them wanted to make. It is such a hodgepodge. There's so many half ideas in this movie and I feel like if they'd maybe focused on this mall Santa, I think that that's a good... I, I think that that's kind of an interesting, fun yeah. thing. But... They got someone, Dan Haggerty, who clearly didn't want to be there and definitely phoned it in. And any humor that could have been uh, extrapolated from this just is not there. I just don't think they were going for humor. If you look at the scene with her mother where she's going to take a bath and she's putting on lipstick and it's cutting between her in the bathroom putting on lipstick and the daughter... I think it's the daughter talking with her grandfather and stuff and kind of learning more about these horrific details of what the grandfather had done to her mother and this kind of thing. The The mother starts to put on, she's just obsessively putting on more and more lipstick and rounding her mouth with it, with it. And this really dark moment where you see her kind of not being able to cope with what's happened to her and what was done to her and the violence committed to her. And then she ends up being killed in a gratuitous nudity sort of fashion in with the bathtub. a weird body double who's clearly much younger than she is yeah and that that scene the darkness of that scene i don't like doesn't tell doesn't say that to me that they're trying to make a movie that's funny it seems like they're trying to make a movie that's dramatic yeah there's a definite crisis of tone and those scenes that i mentioned with the professor is i mean the first one that he visits is this really foppish guy who's in a huge library of books and he's twirling around with his pipe and talking about how 
how the elves were on the ark. Yeah, the little creepy things on the ark were actually elves. And it seems like that... He's ranting and raving about all this stuff in the Tower of Babel and all this biblical stuff that just didn't... None of it made sense. I think that they were really, like... And I think in their minds, they thought those scenes with the professors were kind of comic relief. But they were going for, like, a serious psychosexual drama in the middle of their Nazi elf movie. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's just so poorly written and lacking in imagination while at the same time having too much. Yeah. So, I guess we could skip to the end here. Uh they uh the mall Santa saves Kristen, but the Nazis catch up to them. Uh, Dan Haggerty is shot, but seemingly is okay. Oh, he also discovers a car bomb. Yeah. And instead of throwing the bomb out the window, he bails out of the car, lets it explode, and then beats up one of the Nazis, saying, Is that your elf? Is it? God. In one of the weirdest interrogation scenes I've ever seen. Steals the Nazi's car, gets to Kristen's house to try and save her from the rest of the Nazis, because he's now found out from the professors that have this plot to have her mate with the elf against her will. So he's trying to save her from that. Her grandfather has a change of heart and decides the Nazi values aren't for him anymore. <laughs> And so he wants to protect his granddaughter, even though he's a horrible, horrible person who's committed horrible crimes. It's suggested he has regrets. Yeah, you know, just a few. <laughs> God. So everybody's trying to save Kristen now because suddenly women matter. There's another fight at the house with the, against the Nazis. Her grandfather dies. Haggerty maybe dies? We're not really sure he's at least horribly injured. Yeah, that's that's what really bums me out. It's like it's not clear of Dan Haggerty's fate. It's almost like they didn't have they were trying to squeeze in all of his shooting days in like, you know, 6 days and they couldn't get yeah. that scene where he either dies or lives. We really leave him hanging. There's this awkward scene out in the woods where the elf kind of like tries to rape Kristen, but because the puppet has such limited motion, it's more just, like, putting its little elfy hand on her it's and, like, trying weird. to seduce her. Yeah, it's weird because they give this murderous elf that rose out of the ground. They try to make it romantic, and so he's trying to flirt with her and offers her a bug to eat. And it's this gross little slimy two-foot troll. Well, he, he's groping her and she's upset. And then her her brother, her brother who really wanted to see her boobs earlier, <laughs> runs to try and save her by getting this weird Nazi magical blade well, stone Well, it's thing like a ruby or, or an elf stone. I that think her grandfather created for her out of, you know, guilt, I guess. And then, Sean, what happens? It's unclear. I mean, she basically, she looks within herself, sort of uses the force, and figures out the way to stop this elf is to stab the ground. Where she bled where at she the beginning of the movie. With the elf stone. Now, mind you, it seems like the elf hasn't successfully uh, raped her. No. I mean, he all he's done is sort of like wave his hands around her. And, and touch her thigh. And touch her thigh. 
there's a big explosion, a lot of, like, really primitive computer effects. To make it shaky and weird looking. Yeah, um, the elf we sort of see melt, so she's defeated it. Yeah. Uh, I guess they just sleep in the woods because it fades out and fades in in the morning, and it starts to snow. And you think everything is maybe okay. But then it fades out and gives you a little final insult. An ultrasound picture. Of a baby elf. That's probably in her stomach, except we don't think anything happened. So it's immaculate conception? Maybe. It is December 24th. It's just so bad. Like, I'm disgusted by how bad this movie is. Yeah, this this was a bad one. Um, I don't think that it's really available any other place but on VHS. With good reason. Um, it never had a DVD release. I'm surprised more people don't know about it, just because it's so crazy. Well, we did see, we follow a couple of people that post VHS tape covers. The Wall of VHS and uh-huh. VCR of Death on instagram those are both good accounts if you like instagram and you like vhs and i think both of them have posted that they have a copy of elves the wall of vhs has i don't know about vcr i think he does too really i think that this is like a vhs collector's tape and it is kind of like the box art is very funny besides the like gremlins ripoff cover on the back they show two poses of the elf photoshopped on top of each other to make it look as if there's two elves in the photo to further to further distract you from the fact that this movie should be called elf and you know how sometimes on vhs one side of the spine will have a picture of you know your main character and the other side will be the supporting character Or if it's a buddy movie, like maybe you'll have Mel Gibson on one side of the spine and Danny Glover on the other. Uh Well, this has one picture of the elf on one side and a different picture of the elf on the other side. But they made sure it was a different picture. They made sure it was a different picture to really sell you on the fact that like, no, 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 don't worry. There isn't just one elf in this movie. There's multiple elves. I just, I'll never understand any of the choices they made for this film. Yep. Merry Christmas, Lindsay. Merry goddamn Christmas. (laughs) Sean, do you buy it, rent it, or tape over it? Well, I buy it. I gotta buy it. No, I I would tape over this movie. Thank Uh, God. (laughs) With the caveat that if you're into bad movies, really bad movies... um, Like you like to sit and dissect it. Yeah, if you're into... The Room, or Birdemic, or Troll 2, this is a whole other level. And I think that it is a fun, bad movie to watch. So misunderstood the movie that they're making. And what and they, so inept. What they produced is insane. And there's nothing else like it out there. And there, the credits are very long. Like, there are a lot of people that were involved in this movie. It, yeah, it reminds me of that old Patton Oswalt routine about the bed that eats people. Just, no yeah. matter how bad a movie it is, keep in mind just... All the people that had to work on I it. Guess, I guess at this point, because it's not really available anywhere and you either have to borrow VHS or get one used, you're not actually supporting the movie by doing that. So that's good. Yeah. 
I okay, so so tape over. It's it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, oh, God. but it is an experience that it might ruin your Christmas. Lindsay, what did you, what did you think of this film? Tape over it, set it on fire. Yeah, yeah, that's because taping over it isn't going to erase what it is. This has been a December duo of films befitting this terrible year. Gotta 2016. Say, I had my doubts. I was thinking that I would like elves more than to grandmother's house we go, but I gotta say to grandmother's house we go one in this round for me. I will say that I'll probably watch elves again at some point in my life. I have no intention of watching to grandmother's house we I go can, again. I can respect that. They're both bad. Uh, so I guess we're wrapping up 2016. Uh, when we come back, it'll be a new year with new possibilities. Lindsay, what have you chosen as your first pick of 2017? I think it's time for Homeward Bound. I mean, we'll, well, I guess we'll have to talk about this in that episode, but I didn't know that there was a movie before Homeward Bound that oh, it yeah. was based on. I thought it was an original. So to clarify, this is not Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. No, but I wish it was, because it's also excellent as far as my childhood memory goes. I'd be interested to watch that one, having lived in San Francisco yeah. for eight years. Like, it, do, do you know if they shot it all in San Francisco? I remember some scenes, at least. Like, I think they show the wharf and there are seals. I don't really <laughs> remember much of it. I do think... There was a day when I was sick and I was home from school and I'm pretty sure that I watched Homeward Bound 2 three times that day. Aww. Maybe. Movie medicine. For the soul. I'd like to thank Will Price for use of his song Mandatory Groove. You can find more of Will's music at soundcloud.com slash gargantulon. You can find more information about our other episodes at our website, tapeheadspodcast.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at tapeheadspodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Please rate and review on iTunes. That's it for Tapeheads. I'm Sean. And I'm Lindsay. Until next time.